Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Jay Anelli. I'm Lorelai Weissel-Labrizzi. I'm Brian Dawes. I'm Chris Delano. And I'm Carrie Thomas. Wow, that was long. That was long, <laughs> right? Is that the correct order? I don't remember the order anymore. I'm always last. What? When was the last time we... Yeah, I think when Carrie came back... They uh, uh, went. They went. They went to the back of the. Key. If you guys add anybody <laughs> in, I'm just gonna leave again so that I can keep my keep my last spot. <laughs> uh, so welcome everyone to our four year anniversary of the Vorthos cast, and I think the first time we've got all five of us on in a while. So right off the bat, the secret to keeping a podcast going is having a lot of co hosts, so that when people need to drop out for a while, like. You don't have oh, to stop for, recording. <laughs> for, for real, how many weeks have we we kept the show going be, even when, like, three people couldn't be there? How many times have we had, like, uh, Carrie and I have both left for extended periods of time on this show. Uh, uh, I've been gone for long yeah, periods of time. Yeah, you've been gone for definitely. long periods of time, Brian. Welcome back after being gone for a long period of time. Uh, unplanned and coincidental, but long nonetheless. And, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, this is just how you keep a podcast running for four years. Four years. Wow, what a coincidence that I talk about how this podcast's been around for four years, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we we solicited... <laughs> that was a setup! That was the segue! A, a setup for what? To talk about you how this is... You segued away from it to talk about this, so like it's not really a segue into the topic. <laughs> It's just bringing this back on track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so obviously this one's a little less scripted. None of them are scripted. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> we no. So we have outlines, right? Uh, we used to have very, very detailed outlines sometimes, like when we first started recording, and that was just it was just too much, and now we just have kind of much vaguer, more general outlines. Like, if it, like if it goes be... To be fair, Chris and Brian do still make fun of me for my extended outlines. <laughs> so, I just type a lot. There you go. Sometimes, sometimes. so another behind-the-scenes look, when we do uh, episodes with multiple of the short stories in them, sometimes one of us will write, like, the summary for one of the stories, and the other person will write the summary for the other one. And I think every time me and Carrie have done that, Carrie's, like summary doesn't get done by the time we have to record because they go into such detail on every little bullet point of like every single thing that happens in the story and then i'm over here writing and then they fought each other <laughs> it's important that the toad gets sliced in half like you have to tell people about that agreed <laughs> I, oh yes that's that's fair that is entirely fair uh, I don't know. Should we should we dive into some of these listener questions? We we got a, f a fair amount. All right. Well, we had some news today that we should probably mention because oh, yeah. this is a Nuke, weekly podcast. Hey, <laughs> I don't know if I should be offended. Should I be offended? I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> you can always do the Italian voice. It's never racist. <laughs> I can't believe Prince actually said that. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah so some new capenna news coming out uh we 
uh, learned about the, well, I mean, you, you all learned about the different factions and everything, um, their names, their leaders, uh, that preview season's going to begin at the end of March. Um, they're probably going to be some pretty cool preview videos. I think they're doing another video like um, the story the, panel video type thing yeah 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 so that should be interesting you, sh- you should all definitely tune into that one um <clears throat> and yeah it's good stuff stories start on the 28th i think they said and if it yeah and they're gonna go it's gonna be another like um it, they'll all be over within like a week yeah I think yeah, yeah, yeah eight eight, di- eight days you'll get like every story um there are they confirmed there are five main stories and five side stories uh, to go along with this. Wow, set. five side stories uh, on the plane with uh, five factions on it? Weird. Whoa. Whoa. And five commander decks. Five yeah. commander yeah. decks? Wow. Interesting. Love to see it. Man, I wonder who I wonder who the central focus of those five commander of those five side stories are gonna be. I, I just don't know. Um it's a mystery to everybody. I'm getting real <laughs> mad over here. <laughs> <laughs> Could you could you say are you upset about the cycling lands that are that are coming out? Is that a problem? Well, I thought that like here's my controversial pitch to the magic community. Since like you know how they have all three land types in the land field, so it says land like mountain, forest, swamp, or whatever. Like that's battling for a lot of space. So I was thinking we could call them battle lands if that hasn't been taken <laughs> yet. I don't think it has. Um, no, no. It takes three types to tango. It takes three types to triangle. Triangle. Oh <laughs> <God. laughs> we'll, we'll never get tired of Battle for Zendikar era memes about naming land cycles. It's like such an inane thing, but it, it's one of those Twitter magic things where it's like people have very strong opinions on it, and if you're on the wrong side of that opinion, like even though it's zero percent upsetting to people it's still uh enough to fight over i'm glad they're doing these earlier reveals of some of the basics of planes Mm -hmm. because like you get into this period after they announce it oh the other four basic lands too it's just like people like start coming up with their own idea of what's going to be in the set and then getting mad about it and they're like (laughs) can we (laughs) <laughs> it's like, you know like i'm seeing these like diatribes and it's like you know like three words about this set two of them are the name like like let's 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 so i'm very glad that they do things like this mm-hmm. where it's like a month out but you all know who the factions are and a little bit more about what's going on on the plane so it's not quite so um not quite such a mystery and also uh i can be slightly less careful Although usually I'll just let other people <laughs> oh, say things. No, I was I was having a, a nice hangout with folks, and I was like, ah, crap, it's 5.30, I gotta go watch things, so I make sure I know what's public. <laughs> so I know what I can say. Yeah, that's that's for real. That is for real. Well, no, it's, it's, it's not so that I know what I can say, it's so that I know what I still can't say. Because <laughs> uh, th- this is a set I really want to scream about, and we'll get there, but uh, first... We got we uh we we solicited uh questions about us and the show for our four year anniversary. So we are we are doing a special mailbag episode all about us, uh, which is great because I have a massive ego and love talking about myself. So, <laughs> all right, let's go with the first question. 
The first question is, what is your favorite episode of the Vorthos cast? Not counting the current one. And that's from David in our Discord. Uh, I, we've done so many now, like, I don't even know. Like, I don't know why you all listen to this in the first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say the uh, one that my audio got lost because I was on a roll with jokes That was and amazing. And then, it like, my audio got, like, I, d- the audacity stopped recording and it was super disappointing. But, like, I know that was my best episode ever. It was, I honestly, that was, I mean, it is, it was tragic, but it's also funny thinking back is like the episode where Brian is most on the roll, on a roll, is the episode where all of his sound was lost, all his audio was lost. That was, And then we had to like piece together an episode after that. It worked. Oh, jeez. Uh, I, I. I have a very clear, definitive favorite episode, and it's still our first April Fool's joke, the Segovia episode. The, oh uh, my god, that was a good one too. The, uh, that was a good the one one hundredth yeah. length episode, I think it was 32 seconds total, uh, where we listed literally all known canon information about the plane of Segovia in 32 seconds. Yeah. Uh, that was episode 0.01. Yeah, that, one was, that one was dumb too, because me and Jay, I think, went into like the Phyrexia.com web archives to try yes. to figure out if an author confirmed that it was Segovia that they planeswalked, yep. it was like oh, such yeah, nonsense. Oh yeah, the Legends Two cycle. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's like a brief moment uh, where Nicol Bolas takes um, what's his name, Ramsey's Ramsey's Overdark, over yeah, something Ramsey's Edge Lord, um, <laughs> and <laughs> takes him on like a tour of the planes, and one of the planes is like it's like covered on the wiki in water as Segovia. Yeah, but all it is in the story is covered in water, and apparently the place it was confirmed was on Phyrexia.com, which was like the 1999 Happen in Magic website that was also <laughs> frequently dies, and like, I, I don't even know, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's not, I don't know who pays for the domain and hosts all this stuff, but there was like random lore information that the authors would confirm in there, mm-hmm. and so Carrie and I were like, combing through it because it didn't have a very good search feature because again 1999 forum so it was like impossible to figure out whether or not this was true we were mostly browsing pages on uh wayback machine so like yeah like oh that too yeah yeah yeah. uh my favorite episode is going to be the uh the last episode of the uh, coria uh D that we did when we revealed that uh Lorelai's character was a planeswalker and also just it was really fun i loved the choreo campaign a lot mm-hmm. lots of that was fun history. yeah I, and i'm glad it led into like our our recurring characters not that we've recurred <laughs> with them much in the last <laughs> we did a little i want to do that again they put magic story back in back in web fiction so we don't have to call they're giving us 10 stories in like a week and i am so scared my favorite <laughs> um no, I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't know. I think it might be one of the first Ice Age episodes. Like, I think Ice Age Summary was one of the first episodes that we had done. And uh, Jay and Lorelai and I had had some pre-episodes that were never released. And we're just, like, trying to get our um, vibe and conversation, like, 
flow down. And I think the Ice Age episode was like probably one of the better ones to kick off with because it was in time for Dominaria. We did end up getting uh, Jaya's return and Joda and quite a few other um, related characters. So yeah, I was happy with that one. And it was the beginning of the Vorthos cast. So there you go. Yeah, and we're going to be returning to Dominaria soon, too. So. Wait, for real? Yay! <laughs> yeah! Did you know that? Yeah, we're even going to go back in time. Are we, gonna, are we going to go to the Sanctum on Spice Isles? The Sanctum from Magic Legends is going to make an appearance, right? Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I, I wish. You know, Arjun is still sad about that. I'm this, sad this about it. Complete, another, other, other note is uh, Arjun will still ask me every once in a while, Daddy... Does that is that magic game where I can summon the creatures? Is is that still around? And I'm like, nobody. They kill. Can we can we just like all band together to like brand him as a politician that will end all live service games or make them have to continue <laughs> service indefinitely? Because I think that's <laughs> legislation that is needed at this point. <laughs> if you're gonna open something, keep it going. Yeah. Um. It is hard to say. You know, I think I think it is. Gosh, I can't remember which episode it is. And scrolling through, because like early on, especially the first year, we would have we would cover like a few different topics sometimes, and mm-hmm. it's not always clear from the title what was in there. Yeah. That's something we fixed. Um, but I think that episode where we like had a very frank discussion about the problems with Magic Story, mm-hmm. um, while being like constructive uh, and. I mean, in, in honestly, that one that that one was a very good episode, um, and it was you know well well received, I should say, uh, on both both the fans and on the other side of things. It led to actual changes. Um, and shout out to whoever at Watsi listens to our show and put feedback wherever it needed to go to, especially to clean up some of the story pages on the website. Um, it's awesome. Uh, that was a really hard episode to record. Um, yeah. I think it's only Maro. He's the only one that listens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, of course, we're now four years on, too. In the, by the way, the, those web pages need to be updated. Again. <laughs> yeah. At the very least, the, the, story, the story stuff is, works really nicely. Is I can actually direct people to the story mm-hmm. page when they're asking about things. Uh, below that, we're like four years out of date for the planes and the other stuff on there. You know, we've still got old Kamigawa and the Kamigawa thing, although they might have updated it in the last day, but I just doubt it. I haven't um, checked. So, yeah, I think, is that everybody? Did everyone have a favorite episode here? Yeah. So let's move on to the next one. What's a podcast from Heavenly Evan? A miserable pile of secrets, because I can't talk about things and Jay can't talk about things, so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so podcast is the friends you meet along the way that's that's kind of what it's been right uh, to be fair we were friends before this this is true well you me and laura uh you me and carrie were friends and then we became friends with brian and chris uh brian beat my ass in lore trivia like whipped <laughs> it back and forth so earned a spot on the podcast <laughs> so when carrie when carrie was getting ready to leave the podcast 
like their their number one and only choice is like you need you need Brian Dawes. I was like, who is Brian Dawes? Some rando on the internet. Brian, well, we all were randos on the internet at one point. But you had the iconic uh, cheese hat, so nobody could forget. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. true. Brian hosted us all for that Atlanta um, GP. Was that 2019? Was that three years ago? It was ago? 2019. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, COVID like forever ago. Chris took us out to uh, to brunch. It was That's all of amazing. us plus... Um, uh, was Ashley there? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Ashley and was... Uh, um, Ashley and Jenny were both there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole Atlanta, Atlanta right? gang. Yeah. yeah, so they're the whole Atlanta, so like the whole Atlanta of Worthos cast group was there. What has been your favorite set or block story since being on the cast? Oh gosh. Uh um, the Dominaria Forward. Yeah. Dominaria Forward. Ay, ay, ay. That's a tough one. Huh. Y- you know, um uh Kate Elliott's Chronicles of Bolas was really good. Uh, a lot of Nikki Drayden's side stories were amazing. I'm actually going to go with Nikki Drayden's side stories to be honest with you. Uh, let me think. What 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 would I call my favorite? My mm, problem is I've worked on stories that you all haven't seen yet. I think yeah, my mood. favorites are, 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 are coming. I'm like the cop out answer is you haven't read it yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, of things that have been published, I, I'm I'm probably going to go with Chronicle of Bolas. Um, I, Kate Elliott, God, Kate, Kate fucking crushed it. Holy mm-hmm. shit! What a great yeah. set of so. I just it's just some of the most engaging and uh, enjoyable magic fiction I've ever read. Um, I loved those stories a lot. Um, Really glad that she got brought back for Eldraine. Uh, really hope she gets to write magic again someday. Uh, I would love that. I feel like I need to go against the grain because I, I did. I mean, like, I'm a Bolas fanboy. So Chronicles of Bolas, one of my favorite things I've ever read in magic. But I, I kind of want to, like, just say that it might have been the Innistrad sets that we just had with K. Arsenal Rivera writing. If only because, and it's kind of unfair that K got 10 stories to write. So the the whole story as like a as a combined unit for that like pseudo block, I think is one of the most uh, impressive things in the most you know the last two years of Magic story. They're very fun. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. they got to be very dark but also very light, uh, and and it was a good blend. It, yeah, it was incredible to see five stories written that's that separated them out into you know or ten stories that if you separated them out into two sets of five were both just perfectly good compact five story sets and then together made a more uh, expansive story so i just thought it was really good i think uh, k deserves a shout out for that i agree k should be allowed to do more 10 episode stories <laughs> <laughs> for sure i would i think i'm gonna defer to the most recent and say kamigawa it was um it was all that it could be for a return set 18 years later just holy <laughs> shit did well um and i didn't really think that they could one up in a strad in a single set but um did a very good job at that so yeah i, I think it's been pretty clear from audience responses to both the card set and the stories that 
Congrats, Wizards of the Coast! We we did a return to Kamagawa and had to be, like, one of the most well-liked sets of the last bunch of years. It surpassed any expectation, like, I could have possibly had. Like, if not for my love for Nikki Drayden's story, Kamagawa would have been my choice, but... It's a very good story. Here's my issue. They did so well that people are going to want returns to, like, homelands <laughs> like oh, oh, man. <laughs> oh man i'm all Just, for it i i'm all for it too but i think that uh one act of fans begging and being rewarded with something spectacular should probably not become so the, so here's the process here's here's a short aside when people say they want a return to old grotha what they want is more like baron sangir dark barony gothic shit but the plane's not like that anymore. The Baron has left. His vampire army has marched on to somewhere else in the multiverse. You know, wherever is on the other side of the Dwarven Gate. And the plane's mana is recovered. It's thriving again. It's once is again... Is it thriving? Yes. I thought it just got cut off from the rift because the rift was the only thing that was keeping it we, alive. We don't actually know. Yeah. Headline. Oh, oh. Return to Algratha 2024. There's literally a line in the <laughs> Homelands comic about it being okay. And about Feroz and Sarah realizing, like, uh, we don't yeah, actually maybe. need to be here anymore. Uh, I mean, it's okay, but that was only because the mana was still coming in. Like, I don't think it had been stabilized. Let's, I think we've had this <laughs> argument before. We've <laughs> had every argument on this podcast. We'll revisit uh, it once we return. You say that, but I'm going to start a new one. <laughs> <laughs> this episode. This is it. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you could have one piece of older lore expanded into a full set or novel published by Wizards of the Coast, what would it be? And Watsy contractors cannot weasel out of this. You have to give us. Uh, you have to give us your answer. I would want Ella Domri's story before Garad shows up. I would. I mean, honestly, I would just want like Doretti to have more than one side story in fiction. Ever? <laughs> that's that's what I want. I want Doretti's story. What has Doretti been up to all this time? Uh or I would want the um Dak Faden in the Un Theros Underworld story. That's we're just never gonna get. God, I would have loved I would have loved that with uh with him and Ashiak. But uh I have a twofold answer because this question is a little complicated. So uh whether it's a full set or a novel, uh, my answer is different. If it's a full set, I want to see a remake of Fallen Empires. Um, it has, uh, of, of all of mm -hmm. Magic's early sets, it has uh, incredibly strong world building and an incredibly strong story. Uh, it is not my novel answer because we do have the, the Fallen Empires novel, and it's dense uh i got like a third way through it and i'm like i can't take these dwarves walking and being like the one dwarf being extraordinarily horny for this guy anymore riad die he's not that pretty um uh and then my answer for a novel god just give me vram i just want to know more about vram I knew and it. mal what, what what do you mean you knew it i love her uh, I know. Falmer is one of my favorite really old magic stories. Um, I think it's a really neat look at planeswalkers and how awful they are. Uh, Distant Plains is that in general, and a look at the characters that get caught up in the lives of planeswalkers, and and I think all of that. Oh, one second. No, you can stop crying. 
No, why are you crying? Oh, sorry, Lorelai. That's loot. Loot is in the corner. Uh, he's sobbing his eyes out because you didn't choose him. Fan favorite character, loot. Probably like rank 512 on uncarded characters list. Nobody okay. cares. Okay, legit though. Do also love the loot Niptal stories. Uh, him and his cat warrior wife. Uh, and Grover the bartender. I do love that Loot Niptal, or whatever his name is, side character, like background mention character, Lord Windgrace, got a card before him. <laughs> uh, Windgrace, I believe, is mentioned <sighs> in two of those stories. Um, yeah, he's in he's in both of the Loot uh, stories. No, 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 there, there's, there's another one involving Cat Warriors where he is. Uh, mm, gotcha. Um, yeah. I would, uh, I would want a novella. It doesn't have to be a full novel. I don't think there's enough to work with for a full novel. Uh, also, uh, set from the point of view, or at least about an obscure uh, Planeswalker character from the old novels, Guybrush Threepwood. Oh my god. god. I thought Damn this was it, going Chris. children direction. <laughs> All right, so this comes up at least once a year on this cast. If you have not heard this, so back in the day on the aforementioned Afrexia.com, uh, they had like threads that contained all this lore information that when the MTG wiki as it exists today started porting information over, people went back to these Phyrexia.com and pulled like lists of planeswalkers and stuff because at that point, who even had distant planes or anything anymore? Um, we didn't have dubious digital copies that sometimes people can find. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so they copied and pasted and on the wiki... For years, for at least a decade, Guybrush Threepwood, someone had snuck it into a list of planeswalkers as a joke on Phyrexia.com. No one vetted the list. It just got copied and pasted over. So Guybrush Threepwood was listed as a planeswalker on uh, <laughs> on the wiki for like 10 years. And this is why we tell people um, the wiki's fine in general. Just don't don't trust it too much. <laughs> Uh, Guybrush Threepwood is the uh, protagonist of the Monkey Island video game series. <laughs> it was much funnier when the list was made in the 90s when we had LucasArts video games. <laughs> um, mine would probably... I don't know. Can we just get more... God, I really didn't think about these questions too hard in advance because... <laughs> Because there's so many choices with this one. Maybe I go fully self-indulgent and just say um, the end of the Planeswalkers War. And then God, yes. between between me and Jay, we have all comic series relatively wrapped up. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, genuinely speaking, I have tried to get something about the planeswalker it's just like it's now. it's so old and like there are there are dozens of people who care about it at this there, point there, there just are like, dozens of us dozens yeah. it's it's difficult to be like oh this old lore thing is popular but like i don't know if if they I mean, do it the right way it obviously has its audience and if it's timely enough like bolas and the elder dragon war for the most part like at least got touched in 2020 so mm -hmm. yeah oh, or 2019 the problem is even explaining to somebody what the planeswalker war was i'm like let me tell you about every single armada comic yes. that led into this massive event that didn't happen and not sound like a crazy person and it's also the fact that like 
you have no context for the characters. You would basically be re- rebuilding the characters from scratch. And it's all to find out, like, what happened in a video game. <laughs> like, what actually happened in the Pretty uh, much. story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, what I'll say is that uh, I'm me. And any place where I can try to fit these kinds of things in flavor texts, and I'm generally plain agnostic ways, uh, you know, I I try. Uh, I, I've tried to get lots of things onto magic cards, and I will not give up trying. Uh, if if I if I only ever make me and Ethan and Kelly and you and uh, Jay happy, Carrie, then. Uh, <laughs> And and Beerend, I guess. The six of us. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Beerend Boer, who you should, if you like lore stuff, you should jef- definitely check out Multiverse in Review, uh, which is uh, his uh, historical look at magic stuff. I think he's he got up to Ravnica. I'm not sure we hit L- Mirrodin with his blog yet, but... Um, if you like old magic stuff and lore tidbits it's like the best place to go especially about early stuff that's like long gone now and we're like we're like basically the sages of minerad of in real life <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember what their fates were if you could remind me uh, uh, i don't want to talk about it next question i'm fairly certain uh bravidel showed up on no he didn't show up on chromium's corpse for that one but he he definitely threatened them all with the Silex, which is a whole continuity thing by itself. We won't get into. He he kill he kills yeah. like a bunch of them. All right. Well, anyway, uh, was that everybody? Shall I move on to the next one? Yeah, sure. What impact do you expect from the 2022 Netflix show? More listens on this podcast. More listens. Number go up. I personally think that I definitely can't talk about it. So go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that it's half as good as the uh, League of Legends anime or animation. I really or hope not. I thought I I uh, I am a noted arcane disliker. Oh, uh, I mean, arcane did bring a lot of people in, so <laughs> at least aware of the story. I'm hoping it 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 has at least as much as half as Arcane's impact on people considering adult animation as a serious content driver, and I hope that it's as good as as Arcane was for that. Even if like I like the show, so I'm hoping it's half as good as that. But realizing that not everyone has that opinion, I will hope that it still has at least half as much drive for a community growth um as arcane seemed to have oh yeah there's no denying that arcane was a massive success um i won't i won't argue with that that is that is just pure data right um i have trust in it i think that the the staff on it looks pretty impressive um and i know that uh jango wexler wrote or is writing the prequel novel to the series Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm I'm sure it will be good. I am sure we're going to spend a lot of time having people argue about it on the internet, but I also don't care about those people because I'm just going to watch it and enjoy it. And that's what matters. Yeah. I'll back up Brian and Chris's statements. Like, I hope it's half as good and 
gets people interested in story and then more people listen to our podcast and then we create revenue for our shareholders. Um, that's so. the most important part. <laughs> God, we owe so much money to Alta Fox. <laughs> oh, Alta no. Fox! You never told us you sold out to Alta Fox. Oh, no. A reference from last week that I haven't seen mentioned on Twitter this week. Jeez. Uh, so, if you could make a podcast about anything else in Magic, what would it be? Commander. Windmill Slam Commander. Yep. Like, that's the only other thing in Magic I know or do anything about. I just... I don't... I don't know. Like... Uh, I... I'd have... I don't... What... what I, I, just... I guess if I could do another Magic podcast, it wouldn't be... like So this show mostly follows where Magic is going and what Magic is doing. If I had another podcast, I'd do like Art House Magic Deep Cuts podcast. Like, if you, like, literally want to hear me talk about loot and RAM constantly, like, a little side project where I just go through, like, every story and tapestries and distant planes one by one, take an episode. Actually, that sounds really cool. (laughs) (laughs) I have no, I wouldn't do any other podcast about magic. That's, that's my answer. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I don't have time to do another podcast about anything. Oh, God. Yeah, no. Uh, I think, okay, I do think one thing that would be really cool would be a historical podcast uh, kind of just going over major, like, competitive events throughout the years. Not necessarily, like, you know, covering each one or anything, but just, like, the big highlight moments. Maybe, like, following different players through, like, a long career and talking about, like, you know, the major decks they played and some of those things. But the issue is, like, there's only, like, 12 people who are actually that interesting. Um, so <laughs> I would, you'd run I would out of, you'd, you'd run out of people real quick to follow. I would only do it if we recorded it like a true crime podcast is just like, just segment it like that. Don't follow the tournament results or anything. It's just completely a true crime podcast and we're solving the mystery of who won the, the so tournament. The funny thing is that if we were doing like major tournament winners, uh, some of those would be true crime podcasts. Oh, because there are a lot of criminals, just a bunch of them. <laughs> I would actually love to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. But yes, you're you're a hundred percent right. I didn't even think about that. Mine would probably be. I bounced a lot of ideas off of friends when the Splinter Bin was still uh, active. It has since died and only crawls back to life every once in a while. But, like, an Eric Andre-style show with just, like, two absolutely off-the-wall hosts and then just, like, bringing in pro-magic players who had a good sense of humor and just try to, like, razz them as best as possible. So you get three episodes then? Yeah, exactly. That's (laughs) that's the issue. It's, like, there's not many humor-filled people, so you would kind of run out of... And at that point, you get into community members and then... Like like the Eric Andre show, you kind of got into a situation where once people know the premise of it, you either have people who are fully aware of it that you have to outwild or um, kind of end it all together. <laughs> so, yeah. Brian, do you, do you want to add anything or was your agreement on Commander it? Like, I it probably is Commander, but I wouldn't mind doing a 
a D and D show in magic mm. in, on the like different planes of the multiverse. That's a good one. That's what I was gonna say. Of like, how come no one has said like a, a magic themed D and D actual play podcast yet? You know, the thing we did a little bit of. And the whole reason I'm on this podcast is magic D and D, and now I didn't even think about that. <laughs> and I wrote this question. <laughs> nice, nice. nice. I, what's what's funny about that answer is Brian is like the only one of us who's actually good at magic. Like <laughs> Brian didn't even suggest like I could do a modern one. No. Well, see, here's the thing: is that I listen to a lot of the podcasts related to that stuff, and I realize that I would have no new niche for that mm, because mm-hmm. I, I I've listened to like I when I'm at work I list I'm mostly listening to podcasts either about the Packers or about Magic, and most of the like a lot of it is competitive stuff. So like. It's it's kind of a I enjoy listening to other people talk about magic, and a lot of it is competitive in nature. But you know, I, I don't think I'd bring anything new to that 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 sphere. So it's not something that I, I'd actually want to do that. And I don't I'm not really driven to be as competitive about that. It's just really interesting to hear how different people view different cards, and I like bringing those interactions into my commander decks. So the the benefit of uh, one of my partners being a very very good magic player. Uh pro door caliber player uh who plays a lot of legacy so i i get to hear her takes on all kinds of things it plays a lot of modern too but like Leg- legacy and uh australian highlander are her preferred formats and so i i get to hear a lot of uh the hubbub about those formats and it's uh very interesting and exciting to hear uh from someone who's like really passionate about those formats so the next question is what is one topic that you'd each still like to do a segment on even though you haven't been able to do one yet gosh i feel like i've i don't feel like i've covered everything but i feel like all, most of my niches i've i've hit i would my stuff would be like the, our godzilla episode <laughs> or a star wars episode uh no that question is from uh boobly of Vork on twitter uh my answer is uh the the same as as this last one uh I could just talk more about like a lot of these pre-revisionist stories that I really enjoy. Uh, it's very different from how magic fiction is now, and uh, not not as in God. This really makes me sound like an old timer, huh? Not that like the lore was better back then or anything. It was just very different. Um, and like you know, when people say the lore is better back then, they mean like the novels that came out in like two thousand one. Uh, and not like the short stories published in like 1996 and 1995 and stuff. Um, and and so, uh, yeah, no, it's just just interesting stuff to me. I'd love to be able to talk about that more. And uh, I don't know, Magic Future is why, like, fuck, we got to talk about Drone last year for uh, Modern Horizons 2. So, God, who knows what Magic Future holds? Maybe I'll get to. I think my choice is something along like I got into magic lore strictly because of the dominant or not dominaria the well dominaria but still it was the weatherlight saga and I was really I, I love the 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 storyline especially more involved with the actual battles that hopped like as they as the crew of the weatherlight and Eladomri and the various actors in that whole battle sequence like i like the details and the little skirmishes and 
retreat and that all of that stuff that went into that storyline. And I wish that I could do a little bit more detail on that stuff. But like a lot of the time we like on this show, we mostly do like the higher level stuff and discussing the, the, the overarching themes of the story, not necessarily the little intricacies of the battles and whatnot that really appeal to me about that storyline. It's also like that whole series had a lot more depth than people give it credit for in hindsight. Like, I can't remember. I think it's Tempest, Tempest, um, the anthology stories that came along with that. Um, I know it's a short time before, but like at the same time, very, very good anthology stories. Um, kind of on par with like the web fiction that we get today, but uh, yeah, underappreciated because people think of it as like, this was a block. Everything that happened, we saw on the cards when it's like, nah, there was still a good detail of story that didn't get touched. Right now, I want to do an episode on Destiny lore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do want to do uh, go back to doing the Beyond the Multiverse episodes, and I should probably like actually reach out to some people and make it happen. Uh, it's just, you know, editing two podcasts a week sounds really difficult. Uh, but... I need to do it at some point. I think it'd be fun to to do an episode on Destiny lore or uh, finally get that Dragonlance episode or uh, learn about cool fantasy worlds that other people know a lot more about than I do. I think that would be fun. My choice, my 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 official choice will be um, Planeswalker novel series and no further comment because I don't know. There's a lot there. <gasps> yeah. I yeah, I want the Curse of the Chain Veil. Oh to no. Just be able to do an episode <laughs> on the Curse of the Chain Veil. Oh my and what could have been. Yeah. So my my issue is the one I want to do that I really want to do that I haven't done yet is the one I just got inspired by. <laughs> like I'm, I don't have the attention span to have like the oh, that's my white whale cuz I just I just forget. Wizards of the Coast, please let us read Curse of the Chain Veil and do an episode on it. <laughs> I want to so bad. Believe me, there's no public contact information for John. John Vorn Holt. I have I've considered seriously <laughs> considered trying to trying to ping him to be like, hey, uh, what's that limitations on that manuscript like? All right, here's the deal, Wizards of the Coast. Uh, get in touch with us. I'll send you each of our addresses. We will sign documents and prove that we will never get rid of them but you send us each a copy of the manuscript for curse of the chain veil we all just read it and we do one episode and we talk about it as if everyone has access to it (laughs) yes oh my god that would be such a good episode if yeah yeah i might send some emails after this Uh, so who has been your favorite person to interview over these four years and who is someone you'd like to interview that you haven't gotten a chance to interview yet from Theron Everwood on discord. All right. So my favorite person interview, gosh, it's, it's hard to remember who we actually had on for interviews, right? Like, I feel like we've gotten a lot of people, but when I went back and looked, we haven't actually interviewed all of that many authors compared to like the volume. It doesn't just have to be authors. Cause like. Uh, James Wyatt would oh, be an answer. Gavin. That's true. LBJ. That's true. Yeah, I, I've dodged. No, I missed most of those. Right, <laughs> like Doug. Like we we've interviewed Doug like twice. Doug Byer and like 
<laughs> man might think I'm ducking him or something because something else always came up. Um, no, I liked interviewing uh, my friend Shivam. Oh man, that was my. <laughs> that was my. He is. He is so full of energy, uh, and he's just a great person to have conversations with. And he is like more than extrovert enough for the rest of us combined yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um someone i'd like to interview that we haven't gotten the chance to interview yet i would love to get pete venters on for an episode because mm. he is like we've gotten to i've gotten to chat with him once or twice at uh at conventions and stuff mm-hmm. and uh he is just so full of great stories and his little head cannons and stuff that like it's like, oh, yeah, well, I was thinking when we designed that, that this was this. And it's like a if you're into like the minutiae of early magic lore, it's mind blowing what he'll ju- he just tells you casually. <laughs> uh, Pete, Pete, I, I was with you at one of those GPs. Uh, Pete is great to talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be great. Um, I don't have a favorite interviewee because I'm not going to pick favorites here. Interviews are like my favorite episodes we do. I love doing them. I love everyone we've had. Uh, everyone is very different. Uh, on the show um because you know sometimes you know we just had uh uh kemi on to talk about kamikawa story uh, and, and the stuff she wrote and 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 a person who i don't personally know and who is new to magic that discussion is very different than like when we had kelly diggs on here who's a good friend and you know we just chatting about theros um but uh I will say, person who uh, I want to interview very badly that we just haven't had a chance because she changed jobs uh, inside Wizards of the Coast, like exactly when we started doing podcast stuff, is uh, Allison Lurs. Uh, Allison is a, is a good friend and a, a wonderful human and fantastic writer and artist and uh, has done uh, a lot of really wonderful things for Magic over the years and got... If we ever find a reason, uh, I, I I would love to have Alaslan on the show. If that is the thing she would be interested in, it would have been great to have her on for Magic Legends, <laughs> but it didn't last long enough for us to. Have her. Yeah. Uh, I just I just want to say that if I could interview anyone, it would just be Sean and McGuire, uh, and the entire episode would just be me and Sean and McGuire uh, making up a like ridiculous ideas for what Tyvar Kell is up to. That is, that would be the entire episode. Oh man. None of you actually would have to be here. I I, I want to be there. I, I want to know. Oh yeah. No, but I mean like in all seriousness, I would love to talk to Shauna mm-hmm. on, on the podcast. Uh, she is great on everything I've heard her on. I think she's fantastic and I'd love to just talk about magic <laughs> with Shauna. She's delightful. Cause she is, she is, she's a big magic fan too. Like it is, it's great. And she is a noted lover of Tyvar. <laughs> she dedicated a book to him. There is a it's, book now in the, the world that on the dedication page is dedicated to Tyvar Kell. Uh, my favorite was uh, was Shivam as well. I think I would want to interview Brandon Sanderson just to know what uh, what our favorite dandy is do- up to or like like what what his envisionment of how his adventures that whole plot yeah mm-hmm. i want to know how the demons travel with davriel if he travels at all like i, I want to know what he envisions 
Davriel doing because Davriel, like, I am not a Grixis Planeswalker, but I, like, those are my least, that's my least favorite color combination. But Davriel, the way that he wrote Davriel and that his whole interaction with all of his demons just really speaks to me. And it, it, it I really enjoyed them. So I think Brandon Anderson's a little busy right now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I can't, yeah. He wrote four secret books. Yeah. <laughs> And the show, right? The Wheel of Time, or is that is that? Am I thinking something different? I don't. I don't well, know. He, who he was I mean, involved. he he finished the Wheel of Time, but I don't know how much he was involved in the series. That would have been Robert Jordan's estate. Mine, my favorite episode. I'm horrible with interviews, so I have not been on an interview in probably at least three years. Um, my favorite interview was Shivam, and then. <laughs> Uh, aside from that, like who I would want to, I feel like that's putting a curse on the show. But like Robert Wintermute, because like <gasps> I know it would never happen. And we've 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 been too mean. We've we've been too mean. And as much as I would want to know the writing process behind um, what happened with those two block novels. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little too much of a probably a burn bridge for whoever that writer is. In addition to uh, mm-hmm. how many digs we've made <laughs> at that person, so yeah. uh, it is a pen name. Poor Robert Wintermute is free of the burden of being known to the magic public, which is for the best. Um, oh my god! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like my my advice to creatives behind Magic: The Gathering is to. Never let anyone know who you are. Yeah, it's very, very difficult. And like that was, again, transitionary period for magic. So it was just kind of a bad time. And obviously um, doing a big favor. If we, I bet if we saw their production schedule, whoever this Robert Wintermute was, their production schedule and how much they were getting paid, we're like, wow, you did an awesome job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing is just like, we have had some testimony to the numbers prior to that time and after that time, so you can't imagine that it was exactly the best finance time for Magic Story. So yeah, yeah. all right. Uh, and you know, it's funny. You know, I said Shivam as one of my favorite interviews, and that's we interviewed me, right? Like I, <laughs> I rank that above myself. Yeah. Um, the so the Vorthos cast has a long history of managing to get gayer every year. How do you plan to make it even gayer in the future? Atomic Alchemical from Discord. All right, I'm sorry, Brian and Jay. I don't, I don't want to make y'all have to pick, but one of you. I am, so, I am way too vanilla for this. So I pass <laughs> it on. How are you gonna? What's this being vanilla? You, you could be vanilla and gay. I, That's I, true. I don't know how to break it to y'all, but between you and, and Brian, one of you've got to, I'm sorry, it's just the rule every year. One of us has got a gay. <laughs> I think we can we can find new venues. Um, <laughs> reading Jace X Callist fanfiction live on the chat. Fanfiction smut. Um, <laughs> Growl X Tomic fanfiction. Uh, we can do a lot of things. We could hire artists to just do extremely, extremely gay fan art like there's a lot of possibilities here Mag- magic has a plethora of gay characters either canonically confirmed or heavily implied so <laughs> i mean so you know 
we don't have to put all the pressure on uh, Jay and Brian. I can still get gayer before this <laughs> summer, probably. I'm probably gonna get another nose piercing. I'm probably gonna get tattoos at some point this year. Uh, probably a lot, because once I know once I get the first one, I'm just, like, not gonna be able to stop getting them. I have... Oh, God, ideas. you have no idea. <laughs> no, I, I... Trust me, I have an idea. Um... It, I, it I had one I tattoo on my arm uh, just a couple years ago, and now I have an, half a sleeve. So um, it just happened. You know, like, at some point, I'm going to impulse buy at least a third pair of Demonia boots. Um, you know, I, there's there's nowhere to go but gayer for a Lorelei. So I, I got y'all covered. To be honest, Lorelai has been carrying us on that front for years now. <laughs> it just gets gayer every year. <laughs> Like, this show's four years old. It is older than my last two genders, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, always making making progress, I guess. Well, maybe you can, um, <laughs> maybe you can just, uh, to just, can you, like, double the gay one year and then take a year off, you know, just so you don't get uh, too burnt out? No. <laughs> this shit's exponential, baby. I think our next question we uh, we covered earlier, which was a uh, favorite magic story to come out yeah. since the podcast. Started. Uh, that also was asked by Heavenly Evan, who asked you know, a real question as well. Um, so <laughs> always appreciate Evan. Evan is a live listener who is here almost every episode, uh, usually the first person in to listen. So yeah, Evan, ac- Evan actually posted. Um, I don't think I'm going to make this one today. <laughs> we'll be missing this. Probably we miss you too. All right. Uh, what's everybody's favorite dinosaur from Mycicle Huto on Discord? Uh, that's very... Uh, well, hmm. My favorite dinosaur is... Gosh, it's it's a tie between a Stegosaurus and a uh, Ankylosaurus. I'm all about that defense. Mine is a Brontosaurus. I just want to be big, and I want to be big enough to swat somebody with my tail if they get too close. I don't have the energy to be pedantic right now. Uh, I was about to say I was going to pick Brontosaurus too, but specifically to make the pedantic people on this podcast upset. Uh, I'm, I'm going to assume uh, that the intent of the question is uh, extinct dinosaurs and specifically extinct non-avian dinosaurs, in which case I will very confidently say Spinosaurus aegypticus, um, the greatest dinosaur uh, uh, to, to ever live. Uh, what a good little duck-legged bean. Uh, and by little, I mean it's like the largest theropod ever to live. Whatever. Um, uh, it's a very different story for talking about extant dinosaurs, in which case, I don't even know what my answer is. I don't know. Kiwis are cute. Uh, my favorite dinosaur uh, is the Parasaurolophus, because uh, they have a lovely singing voice. Top-tier hadrosaur crest, honestly. Um, yeah. Good, good is a good pick. The the Parasaurolophus is a uh, dinosaur which my niece, who is three years old, can point out and say the full name of, pronouncing it better than I can. Uh, <laughs> soft spot in my heart for that, but also because they have a lovely singing voice. Did you know I read Arjun a dinosaur encyclopedia every night for like a straight year, and uh, I still don't know more about dinosaurs than I knew before. <laughs> Uh, just kind of tune out while I was reading it. Did everyone, do, Carrie? Did we get a dinosaur? Uh, probably Indominus Rex. 
Indominus oh, Rex. Jesus Christ. I think <laughs> it's just inspiring to know uh, that such an animal lived, you know? I think Zack is going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know that much about dinosaurs beyond, like, literal elementary school level of, like, oh, Triceratops looks cool, so... Uh, I, I will humble myself by saying I don't I don't have a genuine answer for this besides uh, Brontosaurus, which was uh, I think just declassified by science as being a dinosaur and then uh, name something else. Wait, so, what? Yeah, yeah. Sorry to break the news. It just it turns out that it was like a butchering of a skeleton. Uh, there's there's been talks about making it a genus again as we better understand. <laughs> the the sauropod uh clade but uh that's the whole other topic uh will you attend any events in 2022 hell nah probably i mean probably not hell no nah. are, are there events in 2022 yeah i think scg like is SCG. gearing up to do yeah. stuff I'm... they're doing like scg con though right like it's not command fest like there's uh there's a command fest and cases were low enough and I was wearing a mask. I m- might consider it. Might. I'd probably wouldn't. Hell not. The most I would do is like a, a like a, a local pre-release with no more than, you know, a half dozen people in the store or something. Hell not. Yeah, I'm kind of with Jay on that. Like, possibly, but it's highly doubtful. I'm probably going to be limited to, like, pre-releases at my LGS, but that's kind of in question. I don't even like magic. I'm not going to any events. <laughs> if everybody got really, really strict about requirements real soon, then mm, uh, yeah, if that happens, <clears throat> then it would. Yeah, exactly. It's like I would love to do a GP Vegas. I know that they did GP Vegas last year, and it went, eh. um, and they also did. I, wait, was that Command Fest Las Vegas? or It was some kind of event in Las Vegas. It seemed to go over well, and then there were other Command Fest events, and it was like, it didn't seem as disastrous as it could be, but at the same time, like, Omicron was not not chilling out back then. So, well, I mean, that, that uh, was before Delta. The, that yeah. hit at the very lucky point when uh, cases were very, very low. Um we're quickly we're quickly approaching one million dead from this, so I am going to uh, hold off on any events until like people wisen up and stop like fucking around with the negative test seventy two hours requirement. Like just like be vax, be boosted. Like if you're going to bother holding an event because otherwise it's just going to be <laughs> this is going to be a shit fest. It's. It's such a live wire, and I am so glad I have not been in public health, especially this last year. Uh, you know, I, for those of you who don't know, I, I'm a pandemic planner. I've been planning for this kind of thing for the last 12 years now. And is it going exactly how you drew it up? <laughs> not not quite, Lorelai. Not, not quite. It has gone significantly worse. So, I can't believe Jay planned this pandemic. Yeah, I can't believe Jay pandemicked. Jesus. Yeah. So I honestly like if I 
if I was still like working public health, I would be so burnt out and looking for another career right now. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, I've made magic kind of a temporary career while I do stay at home dad stuff. Yay. Woohoo. Uh, let's go to the next one. Do you have any art, new art in the works, possibly for cast related merchandise? Who put uh, this question on here? I bet that was Chris. This one was asked by Carrie on Discord. It was you. It was me. It was you. We we do we have we have something we have something in the works uh i actually need to follow up on it soon because we it's been a minute <laughs> we gotta follow up with the That's a cool thing uh but hopefully we'll have some more cast related merchandise soon yeah well we'll talk about things more when there's more on when there's something end. to talk about yeah yeah let's just say if you are eager to see the entire vorthos cast in family guy styling you're gonna be in for a treat <laughs> God no! I knew commissioning Seth MacFarlane was a was a bad choice, but <laughs> he he's actually our guest next week. Uh the interview I would never be on. <laughs> Last question from David Schultz: Who has been the best co-host, Arjun or Annie? And I will answer last. First, I want to hear each of your answers, <laughs> Jay. <laughs> Jay's just planning all of our demises if we don't say Arjun. He, he can't. He's not my boss. Uh, it's Annie. Calvin. Get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'll say Arjun because I, I live for Arjun showing up on, on the on the cast. It, it makes me very happy. Yeah, he went. He was two when we started this podcast. Uh, and he is now six. So. Who? That is how four years works. Yes, that is how four <laughs> years works. But it is no, it it has felt like as a parent, it has felt like like a full decade or more, especially with the pandemic. Let me tell you, uh, my favorite uh, sneaky secret co-host uh, is the uh, the clicker of the wheel when Jay is scrolling through Scryfall when we're making an episode, <laughs> uh, and the occasional stops, and then the clicking of the keyboard <laughs> as Jay looks something up. <laughs> that I have to edit out of every episode. Leave uh, me those alone. Are, that's my favorite. <laughs> Leave me alone. You're so mean. Chris. Wow. You're so mean. <laughs> Drama on the Vorthos cast. Jay doesn't have every magic card memorized. I know, right? If you want Jay's job, all you have to do is uh, prove him wrong about something. And the easiest thing is the magic cards. He doesn't know any of them. Just, I'm just trying to help people out. Uh, I have to say, Annie's been derelict in uh duties to the cast so arjun it is and calvin i'll give calvin a second one annie annie wasn't a um annie wasn't a co-host she was our manager wasn't she yeah i think she was ceo yeah she was ceo yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but i do like hearing calvin's tip taps whenever <laughs> whenever he's especially anxious <laughs> it seems yeah, calvin's napping when there's right a now. storm yeah calvin's clip clop clip clop clip clop all right, I think we should call it with that. So, with that, uh, this has been four years of the Vorthos cast, and uh, we're we're coming up on our two hundredth episode, and uh, you know, it's it's been a while. It's been a lot. There's a lot of content. It's been a lot of work, but it's been a lot of fun. And uh, we wouldn't be able to make this show happen without y'all out there, our listeners. Um, and especially you folks over on patreon.com slash cast who support us every month. Uh, you folks get access to our Discord community where 
Orthoses from around the world are having a great time now talking about Nuka Penna and speculating because we've got a lot of juicy info. Um, but just all our listeners out there who get our metrics up uh, and uh, talk, <laughs> talk about our show, uh, the folks who have come up to me at events I'm at, uh, you know, when those used to be a thing, uh, it's always nice to like meet folks who listen to the show uh, and, and get recognized. That sounds really egotistical and fame but like like legit it's just like like great to be able to like go to a magic event and like always find people that listen to the show i think that's really cool and i think that's great that like this is a thing we've all built together this podcast doesn't exist without listeners or its creators and so we're kind of all in this together and it's been uh it's been a great ride so far uh so so thank you all for for that yeah for this the show Thank you all for thank, thank you, you all, all for, for listening. This, this there is we go. Those <laughs> <laughs> I thought Lorelai was just going to take us out that time. That's all. <laughs>